Blog Talk Radio.
I've been watching you for a while Smiling stuff But I know if I can be with you for the night Alright That alright Baby Baby Let me and 
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Coach K Radio, and I'm taking y'all Hollywood tonight. Woo-wee. We're getting ready to pull back the curtains for you tonight and really show you what's going on. I know some of y'all saw The Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> well, guess what? It's no joke. It's real. You saw Michael Jackson. You think Michael Jackson was playing with y'all? No, 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 no. And tonight we're going to be unveiling and pulling back the veil so you can see with all three eyes and more. Not just your two physical eyes, but we're going to be pulling it back with your third eye as well. So sit back, relax, light your incense, break out out your mangoes and pineapples, get scientific with it, you know, and uh, get ready to have a real good time tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about working with the ancient ones and, of course, here at Coach K Radio, you know I don't do it by myself. Teamwork makes the dream work. I got a special, special, special guest coming in tonight. I have actor Gano Grills from the TV and the big screen, Hannibal, Shaft, Ghost Dog, Into Deep, Oz, Bamboozle, Bamboozle um, The Wire, all over the place. He stayed in the studio, but he also stayed studying. You know, I people be saying, steady scheming. Well, he ain't scheming on nothing. On the unrighteous, he's over there studying on the righteous. So tonight I'm going to be introducing the brother, you know, a mentor, a friend, a brother of mine, just, you know, just a great humanitarian all around and a great professional, but also a mystic in the making. I want you all to go ahead, get ready, because you all know how this thing goes down. We do not play around here. I mean, tighten it down because, hey, <laughs> That's a great introduction, bro. You know we run. You know how we do it. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, this is your first time on the show, so I know I got a lot of ladies looking at that picture I got up on Facebook, and they looking at me saying, "Damn, coach, this is a dream come true." I mean. <laughs> They ain't playing no games. They throw a little Buddha chest on there, you know, and the ladies on my show, they like them chocolate. So I have to give the ladies what they want, you know what I mean? But my (laughs) ladies are not one-sided. You know, my ladies are very balanced. They like their men strong, healthy, intelligent, and highly spiritual, borderline mystical. So I said I got the full thing for y'all tonight. So you ladies that are sitting over there, we're jumping out the gym. Make sure, make sure y'all go ahead and lick a shot, lick a shot. Oh yeah, man, we sound effect out out here. We going. Oh, I'm the black. I'm the black Howard Stern, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Oh man, thank you so much, Coach, for having me. 
in your world. I appreciate it. I just landed off the mothership, man, and, you know, I'm glad to be on your planet, brother. How you doing today, man? I'm blessed by the best, too sexy to be stressed, and worth me and your weight in diamonds and gold. You feel me? I feel you, brother. I know that's right. Yeah, man. Tonight is going to be an awesome show. We've already talked offline, but just like in the last 15 minutes, I done come up with a whole new scenario. That's how I love live radio. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. This is going down. I got to give a big shout out to all my callers that's already in the queue listening. I got the 770 in the building, the 202, some 720s. I got some people even calling in from, uh, from uh, what's that, Mars or Uranus? You know, we the last Uranus. Let me know if you have anybody calling from uh, XY Canis Major. I definitely want to talk to them. Oh, man, they call in all the time. You're at the right network. You're at the right network, for sure, for I'm sure, for you. sure. They call in on Skype. They got a special Skype. They got it's called Super Serious Skype. Yes, sir, from Serious. I love it. That's what's up, man. Well, look, first off, you know, before I really just go ham on the topic tonight, I know you got this big May Miracles uh, seminar and workshop popping off up in New York, but my listeners have seen you, but they may not know you by you know, Gano. So you got to go ahead and pretend that you just came down the mothership for real, for real. And my, okay. my folks are like, who are you? You know, so take it from the rooter to the tutor. Give them your astrological, you know what I'm saying, give them your astrological energy because we got a lot of the Cosmo physicians listening tonight, you know, and um, let them know, you know, hometown, where you're from, how you got it started, some of the things you've done, and then we'll lead it into you know, what you got going on today, what you got going on tomorrow, what you got going on Sunday and for the month of May. So go ahead and chop it up, man. Let us know your background. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, um, for all those who may not be aware, I am Geno Grills, um, and I hail from Staten Island, New York, Shaolin, um, the country of the Foursome Cs, Foursome Ds, UMCs, Wu-Tang Clan, King Just, Black Fist, so much talent out here on Staten Island. And, um, you know, this is where I learned how to um, hone my skills on various different levels and um, went to high school out here, and this will always be my home. There is a lot of creative energy. This is something that I found out as well. Staten Island is sitting on top of a powerful grid of crystals, uh, very, very large, large quantity of crystals, and there is a, um, a sandy ground. It's a very historical black settlement that was out here from the 1800s. Uh, you know, Staten Island is a very interesting place because it's, you know, it's an island and it's separated from all of the other four boroughs. It's the smallest borough, but yet the most expensive to live on. I mean, it costs $15 every time you come out here across the bridge, the Verrazano Bridge. It's ridiculous. It's also the legend of Ichabod Queen. Um, the legend of Sleepy Hollow originated out here. And, um, you know, all of the mob wives and, you know, the whole a lot of the mob things that were happening back in the 70s and 80s origi originated out here. Not that I'm connecting myself to that, but I definitely um, am a product of a lot of that. 
chaos that was happening in the 80s. And, um, you know, Staten Island has a very interesting energy just by virtue of the crystals that are here. And I'm sure that that's one of the reasons why I incarnated and made sure that I put my parents together before I was born so that I can be reared here and infuse that energy from underneath my feet so that I can have my mission supported by the unique energy that is here. You know what I mean? Um, and I am also a graffiti activist. Um, when I say graffiti activist, I am a proponent of the um, of the arts. And, you know, artistry is what um, what moves civilization forward. It advances society, uh, artisans and music and all of the things that Renaissance, Renaissances are built from comes from the art and the artist. Um, and I'm glad to be part of that. Uh, graffiti is a very sub, 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 sub culture. But the things that come through me in terms of the colors, blends, characters, messages, uh, hieroglyphics um, are definitely orchestrated from higher levels of myself that I bring to this dimension to um, bring about a particular result, meaning, you know, how I bring the colors about when I do a burner on a wall or when I do a piece somewhere, uh, most people have the same reaction and that's something that's orchestrated from just being an alchemist with certain colors that are going to bring about a symbolic message that bypasses the uh, lyrical construct of the spoken word and goes directly to certain parts of the brain that are dormant and the messages come through from the gods and it's implanted just on site quickly. Um, and that's something that I do and I'm also an actor. So. Being part of that, I think you spoke about that earlier. Uh, if you really want to know what I've done, you can go to imdb.com, type up Gano Grills, G-A-N-O-G-R-I-L-L-S, in the search bar and look at the photo gallery as well as the resume, and that will speak for itself. Lastly, what I have coming up is a wonderful treat that I've been commanded to do by St. Germain, Kuan Yin, and Toph, who are three of my teachers that are not in physical embodiment, but they have won their freedom from the human form, and I salute them. Uh, and they want me to do this thing called May Miracles, which starts in Cinco de Mayo, which is May the 5th. It will also be extended May 12th and lastly on May the 26th, with, which is the onset of the WESAC. The WESAC is a powerful festival and it's a celebration because the Buddha comes back to the fifth dimension from Shambhala, from his very high place to give a gift of light to all humans on the planet that are doing the work that it is necessary uh, necessary to um, accelerate to a higher level. And hopefully when you uh, translate, some people say die, I like to say translate, um, you will be successful in going into the higher dimensions of reality, not just the human afterlife, but the cosmic, divine, celestial afterlife, which is far greater than the, uh, the astral planes that most humans go to. So the May 
fifth main miracles is going to be held at 444 Atlantic Avenue, right down the block from the world-famous Jay-Z building, a.k.a. the Barclays Center on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, um, America, USA, and it starts at 2 p.m. on all three dates, May the 5th, May the 12th, as well as the May 26th. And what we're going to do is we're going to go into deep the deeper sciences of shrines, altars, talismans. And we're going to talk about how to connect with your higher self. We're going to talk about how to properly connect and engage your ancestors, the universe, your personal deities, your uh, cosmic parents, your star family that predate your physical ancestors and your bloodline on this planet we're even going to go into answering some of the difficult questions about the Bible, and I'll give you one example. Who is the most mystical man in the Bible? That's a great question, isn't it? And then there's another question that we're going to answer being, Jesus said something in the Bible. He said, Verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. What exactly does that mean? And lastly, there's a question that perplexes a lot of people, and Preachers and priests, um, I guess they, they try their best to answer it, but the answer kind of falls short as far as I am concerned because I have asked this question many times to many different people that are in charge of the religious eights. And I've asked, what does it mean when it says that God said, let us create man in our own image? And I'd instruct you in any, all, any and all people who have a quixotic mind of intelligence and just, you know, query to ask those people what that means and see what the answer is and listen with your heart and see if that resonates with you. And um, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So this is something that the beings want me to do, and um, I'm very, very much looking forward to it, meeting new people and sharing my current level of understanding based on all of my study and my intuition. And um, that's pretty much it. Wee! Good gracious. I got to get back over here. You know what we do over here. <laughs> it's awesome, baby! <laughs> I thought he was going to go in and rock the whole show without me, but it's all good. He, I, I asked him to do something for me, and he went ahead and dropped it like it was hot. He laid it all out there for us. He put it on the table, but you all know those who listen to the Coach K Radio Show, Original Native Radio, know I'm getting ready to take the scalpel. And what do we call it? I'm getting ready to go in, you know, because on this particular joint, this show, that's how we open up, is through Q&A. So uh, callers, I'm ready for you all. I'm going to give you all the number to call in, but, you know, Coach is going to open it up first. I'm getting ready to go in. But the calling number is 347-205-9089. I see some of y'all are still falling in, you know, in, on CP time, so you missed the intro. So some of my questions may may revisit some of the um, things that the brother gave out. But uh, I got to definitely um, ask him a couple of questions on behalf of my listening audience because I know how they think. You know, I'm, I practice the law of attraction myself. I know that people who listen to me, you know, are pretty much um, – on and seeking on the same uh, brain brain frequency 
And, yes, because I practice Tantra, I am part psychic. So I do pick up some of the resonances of the questions that my listeners want to send before they even press one. So for those who have a question or a comment, you know, as the show goes on, just press one. But uh, Coach Kyrie is going to get it started with, like, the first two or three questions. Uh, First thing that I want to know and my listening audience wants to know is um, you are an actor, you have done some, uh, been around some major stars. You've uh, been on some major projects, and you still are saying, "I have to come back and teach some things dealing with mysticism that you feel is important to be taught." And following the instructions and the guides of your particular spiritual masters, how did you? begin to get so connected with these masters and how did you realize the importance of following their instructions? Like what point in your life did all this start to happen? Okay. Um that's a that's a that's a really, really beautiful question and I'd have to um answer it by saying that it, it, it's important to it, it just kinda un ever so ephemerally ephemerally within the individual and everybody is different some people come to the light early in life and certain people have to go through the hard knock life and hit rock bottom before they have an awakening unfortunately that's what happens to a lot of people Um, I chose not to have that be my introduction into this uh, the tapestry of the divine uh so just from my natal chart alone i would say that uh before i was born before i came in to this school of earth i put in certain checks and balances and looking back on my past i can surmise and put together that um, I had to have a very lonely childhood. And when I say that, uh, I mean in terms of I was not like the other kids going to school. Uh, That's what I mean by lonely and, you know, marching to the beat of my own drum, trying to be as true to myself as possible. But I really did. I felt like I did not fit in. Um, and I spent a lot of time wondering why people are so mean, so cruel, why people do things that are so indiscriminate that really bothered me a lot. Um, and it caused me to be uh, to feel very much alone. But in that introspection and solitude, you have a lot of time to reflect on higher concepts. And, you know, I read the Bible a lot. And I came across a lot of questions, and I started asking questions, and, you know, I started reaching outside of my immediate environment for uh, certain answers. And, you know, like the saying says, Coach, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Oh, boy, is that true. So um, as I got a little older, the the yearning that I had to understand inner over and outer stand higher concepts of spirituality, uh, metaphysics, mysticism, the occult, 
um, all of those things, certain books were drawn to me, certain people were drawn to me, and uh, whenever I would read these books, certain answers were right there in plain sight. Um, you know, I have many different teachers that I regale as my teachers. You know, we, we all have studied, a lot of us have studied with Dr. York and Bobby Hemmett and um, Sir John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben and um, Delbert Blair and Dr. Mitchell Gibson um, and Jewel Pulcrum and Phil Valentine and Intumbishi um, and Azariah, so many brothers out there that are um, teaching and putting out the light and this information that has a level of clandestinity in it. But for those people who are ready to receive the information, they'll find it. Uh, and a lot, you really have to be pay attention. You know, I was always called very sensitive and people kind of threw that at me as an insult, but being where I am now, I'm very grateful for, uh, to know that I am sensitive enough to sense what is going on and see the nuances and the subtleties of life because the problem is most people, most humans, most earthlings, excuse me, don't see the blatant assault of consciousness that is right in front of their face or the blatant um, quarantine and how they're being held back from being um, higher beings that they have fetters and shackles on them that are keeping them grounded on this third dimension. Most humans don't know that they are supposed to grow beyond this dimension into the higher dimensions. And one of my contracts with the universe is to bring that awareness to people who may not know and use my platform as uh, a launching board um, and also an attraction to spew this information out. So, you know, what is divine has always been, I've always been attracted to that. And um, I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, you know, that's um, that's what I would say to, you know, to that query. Oh, no, that was, that was excellent. That was excellent, you know. And, and I mean, the only thing you left out, man, I told you we got these Cosmo physicians following around, and, you know, I got some people who really know what's going on with these, you know, astrological energies. You didn't give up your astrological energy. You're talking about, well, according to my natal chart, you didn't even say, you know, I'm a Capricorn. or I'm, I mean, give, give a shout-out, man. You shout out Leo. Who you represent, man? You represent Capricorn. Who you represent? I huh? am, and, and, you know, I didn't want to give out too much information, but what I am willing to give out is I am a Libra Libra. And I'm on the cusp of Scorpio. So I am October the 19th. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And the double. And I know you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It's another show. I ain't even going to go in on you. I ain't even going to go in on you right now. (laughs) I'm just, I'm going to let you breathe a little bit. You know, we having fun. But, um, yeah, that's. That right there explains, you know, tons and tons of information. I have to wait yes, till we get off. But uh, right now, I'm going to move to my second question, keep it pushing, and going to um, keep riding that magical wave. I don't even use that word piggyback. I, I'm going I'm, I'm to ride that magic carpet that you already, you know, set out there with the first answer. 
And um, I just wanted to, um, you also talked about um, the aspect of graffiti, you know, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the Temple of Hip Hop and KRS. Uh, you mentioned all the other great, you know, teachers, but uh, you, uh, you've you also been associated, like you said, with Staten Island and um, uh, some major figures in hip hop through your acting career and probably through, you know, just your general life of being a native of New York. You've seen it grow, you know, and I'm with KRS ever since, you know, since he spelled it out. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. And then he came out and said hip-hop is highly integrated people having omnipresent power. You know, what mm-hmm. is hip-hop, you know, and graffiti, you know, being one of the main aspects of hip-hop, how has that played a part in leading you up to do this made miracles? You know, when you're sitting there tattooing a wall up or doing some real art, you know, how has that led you by the things you channeled down to start to say, I want to go ahead and proceed with made miracles? Okay, that's a great question. Um, it, it's very funny that you should mention my boy Chris, KRS-One. Um, I was actually coming back from L.A., um, and right off the plane, um, shout out to my boy Shabir Bay. He calls me up when I was at the airport and he says, uh, I need you to come to the studio and meet up with me and KRS. So, you know, I took a cab over there and you know, I had my luggage and all of that stuff, but I just wanted to take the opportunity to, um, to meet up with, with Chris while he was, because he was due to go out of town shortly thereafter. And he actually made me the director of, um, you know, the Museum of Hip Hops, um, and he, we actually filmed all of this stuff, and we had a really good, deep conversation about preserving and um, authenticating certain graffiti artists' um, visual and template of, 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 of hip hop, and having it in, um, at our disposal, and chronicling our own visualization the way that we see it and and having our own historical stamp um that is brought to you by us you know and i I, that's going to be in my documentary i'll definitely put that footage in there but you know he's very adamant on you know us telling our own story i love i love krs for that so i just wanted to put that out there and uh to answer the question um how just the act or the um, the construct of graffiti art, you know, the bastard sister of graffiti is vandalism. So most, you know, that existed as far back as, you know, the cave dwellers and the Dogon tribe and certain people that have been in the caves, how they inscribed and they wanted to let people know that they were here. So they would put their mark in the caves and on the walls. And even in World War One, World War Two, they would put Kilroy was here. And, you know, people have uh, an inherent way of leaving their mark. So graffiti really is um, an outgrowth and an offshoot of that intrinsic desire to leave uh, behind your presence that you were here. So graffiti is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just a more colorful way of um, leaving what your legacy is. But, you know, the things that I learned 
by being a practitioner. I, I did, yes, I started off as a vandal, as we all do, um, and then I evolved into um, a responsible, you know, graffiti artist. And when I say responsible, I don't really, I don't engage in vandalism. What I do is I'll get a spot that is legal and I'll put, you know, I'll let the gods determine what, what message they'd like to bring about through the colors and the message that come out of my hands. And I'll put that on the wall and, you know, hundreds and thousands of people will see that. I'll give you an example. There's a correctional facility on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, not too far from where we're doing May Miracles. It's funny. And uh, right across the street was this long, this black, long, um, uh, uh, parking lot that had all of the, you know, the post no bills with the plywood going all across. So I got a few of my friends together. Um, I got my boy Stem Wyanin and BG from Task Crew and CNN and uh, my boy, uh, uh, some of the boys from, from X-Men, um, Tattoo and, and Keo, we all got together. And um, and even, what, what's about the Big Doves, we got together and we put together a theme that, and it had to be based on ancient Kemet and Green, saving the planet. So we took that entire wall and wrapped it around. You know, we put the gods up there. We put, um, you know, we put Toth and we put Tehuti. We put Isis. We put Amit up there. We put all of these messages up there because I just felt like that needed to be a place where the brothers that are locked down across the street could look at the energy on the wall and get some type of strength hold on and to evolve yet um not giving up and also the people that you know i would say at least a hundred thousand people every day drive by that spot and seen it uh and have seen it excuse me so you know that's something that's orchestrated from on high but one of the the, the great beautiful things that i've learned from graffiti is just being diligent and practice and being devoted because it takes a long time it takes at least seven years to develop what they call your hand, your hand style. And, you know, you spend a long time in dormancy just trying to develop your skill and drawing and nothing, everything looks like crap. It doesn't look right. And then one day it just magically unfolds and you actually have a construct that looks really good. So, you know, this is something I've been doing since 1983. And, you know, I'm getting better and better all the time. And there's not many people that could burn me in the black books um, and on the walls. I could definitely hold my own. There's a lot of graffiti artists out there, but I'm definitely in the top notch. And, um, you know, the lessons that I've learned is being prolific, um, being steady, being persistent, and being patient. And that just came from the construct of wanting to be a better artist and never giving up on something that you love. Because if you love what you're doing, you know, the love will keep you going once you get to where you're at, you know. Man, I was just getting ready to say, you know, uh, I can I can still see the B-boy hip-hop in you when you got to say, yeah, I can hold my own. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> old. I'm a little wiser now. But, you know, they don't want to see it. You know, they don't want to see this. You know, they, if they want the hand. you uh, What did Jay-Z say? If you draw, you better be Picasso, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, cause it, <laughs> that's right. That's no, that's right. Yeah, man. So look, I want to. Um, we got to do a. We got to do a, a Gano's graffiti in Atlanta because I know it's some taggers down here. So uh, y'all heard it here first. Coach Coach K put it out there. 
We're going to see what we can do to get some of this Staten Island artwork down here in Atlanta. And, uh, I mean, I mean, he's talking big talk for New York, and that's fine because I'm not in New York. But we want to <laughs> see you know, what's going on down here in the A and uh, also spread some of this ascension. Um, That's right. And then real quick, I just want to shout out my uh, my people out there. My boy, Lord Shun, Troy Jackson is out there, and Gerald Barkley. He gave me my first lead in the movie, Bloody Streets. I love you, bruh. And uh, my homegirl, Terry J. Vaughn, is out there, too, in the A. We did this uh, this project that will hopefully get off the ground called Hilton Secrets. And, um, you know, the all out there in Atlantis, you know, I just wanted to acknowledge them because I know they're out there on that energy grid. Word, word, word. Big up, big up, big up yourself. Big up it's yourself. Awesome, mm-hmm. baby. This is a dream come true. Alright, we're getting ready to get into these made mysteries, man. I every every night if y'all don't know him, I already put the links in the chat room. Y'all better go check out the IMBD page. But right now I gotta get into like, you know, May fifth, the brothers jumping it off. Then it's it's not enough room. So he's pushing it. He got a second session on May the 12th. Then he's taking the weekend off for my birthday, May the 18th. I don't blame you. You know, that's a wonderful weekend to rest. That's right. Got to rest. Got to celebrate your birthday. On on, uh, May the 26th. But listen, if you haven't seen the flyer, let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. On May the 5th, these are just some. This is just just to get it started. Miracles given to all. The Violet Flame and the Karmic Eraser. Why are mantras so powerful? What do prayers actually do? And what ancient aliens are not telling you? Now, hold on now. Before you even address, like even getting into the answer, even the questions show you and unveil to you something about the person who's doing the workshop, who's doing the seminar, as where his mind resides at. I mean, who would even come out and say it's time to answer a question about what do prayers do and why your mantra is so powerful? I need to get a preview. This is Coach K Radio. They're going to be there in about three days. But right now, I want to hear something about these miracles. You know, why did you pick, you know, this particular topic? You know, uh, of course, we hear all the time things are being suppressed. But, you know, Coach K... I believe closed mouths don't get fed on the boulevard. If you investigate and open up, then you can get some information about these miracles. So when a person decides to pay it, you know, invest in themselves, you know, and you get a free meal with the tuition. You get, each session is only thirty dollars, and you get the meal to go with it, and you get to go in here with Gano Grill, somebody who's on the path, somebody who's living it. You know, he ain't playing around with it or just joking with it. He's living it. He's going to have miracles given to all. Now, I love that because I'm all about get up off your ass and do something. You know, uh, Goody Mob said you got to get up, get out, and get something. You can't spend all your life getting high. So, Gano, how are miracles given and available to everybody? Okay. What we, this is about a year and change ago, um, a few people um, on my team and myself, we were initiated by um, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, who is um, was a student of Dejanti, who actually is the god Toph, or Tehuti. Some people know him as Trismegistus, 
Rice great. Um, some people think he's Quetzalcoatl, very, very mystical being that has a lot to do with um, this planet. When we fell from consciousness 13,000 years ago, that goes back before the Bible would tell you that the Bible is only 6,000 years ago. We go back, way back, even before the fall from consciousness. But when we fell from that consciousness, from a higher dimensional state of reality into this quarantine of the third dimension, we lost open contact with the, cos the cosmic agency of our larger family. And we became locked in and separated from this um, oneness. So once we made the cognitive decision to do that, we created a polarity known as the third dimension where everything is polarized and up and down, male, female, good, bad, God, the devil, all of those things are byproducts of that fall. Now, like Bobby Hemmett says, he, he has me doing that. I love that. Now, with that fall we were able to pass, you know, be prior to that, no one wrote. No one needed to write anything. Um, Toth is the being that actually gave writing, alchemy, and magic to man. He's the one that took the sciences um, from on high and even deep within the earth from the halls of the Minty and brought them to Egypt, to ancient Kemet, and set that up. He is venerated in all of those temples there. So it kind of sealed our fate when we were reduced, and then we didn't have the power to pass a holographic movie from mind to mind. If I wanted you to experience something that I experienced, I could just pass the movie into your brain telepathically. We don't have that ability anymore. So the best that we can do now is write about it. The construct of writing um, a language and uh, expressing a complete thought with a utensil and writing it down comes from that being tough, kind of sealed our fate. We needed that. And um, he has, according to our teacher, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, at the time, he initiated us into something called words of power, which we were told control the words that we were given and initiated, control certain forces in this reality. And one of the words that I love to share with people is the word that creates a miracle in the life of whomever you decide to give it to. And this is the reason why anyone who comes to the door after we clean them, balance their chakras, anoint them, and do certain things to prepare their bodies to be, to receive the energy from other gods that we deal with, as well as the creator of all, we will also give them a miracle. And however the miracle shows up is not up to me, and it's not up to the recipient but it is up to the creator of the word and the miracle. And that's going to happen whenever it does. 
and that is a gift. Mm. That's a lot of people have to realize how to be more thankful too, man. When you when these miracles start to happen, and not how important is it when these miracles happen that we stop and don't analyze it? Why do we? Why why human beings want to analyze every damn thing? Why can't we just be appreciative of the miracle? Well, because miracles, when when something happens that is a miracle, um, we have or we have something inside of us that feels like we need to explain it and put it into miracles. Don't fit into the template of this reality. The mechanics do not fit in. When you go to sleep at night, and you know you go to you go to the astral plane or the mental plane, or the plane of force. You go to these different planes of reality, depending on the spiritual essences that are inside of your body. That's the rocket fuel and the nitric nitrous oxide that'll allow you to pass freely through these planes. Everybody's different, but whatever memory you bring back into your physical body does not fit into the logistics and the linear of this reality. Therefore, your brain automatically deletes it upon you opening your eyes. Your brain says delete, 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 delete. Nope, 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 nope. And it doesn't allow you to remember what it is that you are doing on these higher planes that are not here. So if we cannot accurately convey and put into some type of linear form oratorically what that was, how that happened, then we want to dismiss it. And it happens. And that's the war that takes place within your own body between the divine and the human. And two are very, very different. So I've seen miracles a lot, and I accept it. I, I like to try to exercise my common sense and, and my, you know, whatever um, in little intelligence I do have. I like to try to put it in some type of order. But the reality is miracles are beyond the order of what we think is real because the quarantine reality that we're in is not real. It is just that it's a holographic projection. It's an offshoot of our higher self. We can go into that later, but just to expedite and answer the question, um, we are not who we think we are. And one of the purposes of me doing this is to help expose people to that reality, which I will do very easily. Some people will fight it because they don't want the responsibility that comes with the reality that comes with that. Um, and other people will accept it, but everybody has an internal, an internal barometer, especially if they're using their heart and their heart chakra is open and they're honest with themselves. They'll know that what I'm telling them is beyond the truth. It's just a reality. And I, you know, this, there's a saying that everyone says, you know, I can't stand it. It is what it is. Um, I, <laughs> when I hear little kids say that, it is what it is. It makes me laugh because you haven't even developed the skill to, uh, you know, to to articulate yourself thoroughly so you capitulate to saying it is what it is, and that's supposed to give me what you have copped out of really explaining to me accurately. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, the miracles is going to be just one of the many gifts that anyone who attends May Miracles will get. And, you know, it's my joy to be able to do that. 
for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, you also got another one on here. I don't know if you want to. Nah, nah, we, we got to talk about that. What about the ancient aliens? What about, <laughs> you know, since you're going to be talking about some ancient aliens, I mean, are you insinuating that uh, we, you know, human beings, life on the planet Earth, did not originate here and came from someplace else? What are you saying when somebody comes up and say, what are you talking about? What's an alien, Gano? How are you going to explain that? Well, an alien to me does not really um, articulate what um, an, an alien is in ET, extraterrestrial, terrestrial being this planet, extraterrestrial, outside of this planet, not originating from here. Um, the truth of the matter is that there have been beings or extraterrestrials or aliens that have been coming to this planet from way before recorded history, way before antiquity, way before the Gregorian calendar, way before the BCE calendar. Uh, there are histories that have occurred on this planet that no one has a written accurate record of. Um, even in the Pyramid of Alexandria or the Vatican or wherever some of these um, uh, um, holding places are, it predates all of those things. And a lot of these beings just came and visited here, just like you may go with your lady friend to Tahiti. You know what, babe, let's go to Tahiti this weekend. Let's go to the Cayman Islands. Let's go over there to Puerto Rico. Let's go to Africa. Let's take a vacation. You've heard about what it's like in Tahiti. you heard that it's beautiful, and you heard that the food is beautiful. So you, by virtue of hearing how beautiful it is, you may want to expose someone else to that beauty, and you take a trip out there, you stay for a few days, and then you come back home. We are the microcosm of the macro. Cosm. It's a hermetic law that as above, so below is always in play. And we don't really see that there's nothing happening here that is not happening there. And when I say there, I'm saying that, uh, yes, that not only, not only are there aliens and ETs, but that's our family. You know what I mean? We have families on Arcturus and the Pleiades and Lyra and Sirius and Orion and all of these star constellations. Um, you know, this is a planet that is a melting pot for many different star nations. And a lot of them are watching us and they're cloaked in the clouds in their etheric ships. And we cannot see them with the naked eye, but they're there and they're watching and they're waiting for the consciousness of this planet to reach critical mass. And we have to want for them to expose themselves because they are bound by cosmic law that they cannot interfere with our divine contract in the first place. So once there is a uh, critical mass, meaning three out of a hundred hold the balance um, on this planet, then they can expose themselves and they can, you know, overstep the government, the media. And the beings, you know, I don't want to say who they are, but you know who they are, uh, that basically have the power and lordship over the um, governing factions of this world that we are in. Y'all better ask somebody. You got to be there. Look, you got to put your, you got to put your, 
you got to put your feet in the seat to get all the rest of it. You see, he just teasing you, you know, but you want to get the details. You got to make sure May the fifth, you are in the building. You got to make sure May the twelfth, you in the building. Now, let me do a crazy shameless plug for my man Gano. Let me let me show y'all something right here. What happens in between the fifth and the twelfth? Can you say the ninth? The ninth is a huge new moon in Taurus. Oh and it's yes. Same night as another eclipse because we're in eclipse season. Right. So myself, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm going to be at the bicentennial, uh, the bicentennial park in Nashville, where the where the big boys get down, where the where the cats right. who pull strings down, and we're going to be going in um, and really getting on something real serious, you know, and all are invited. If you're familiar with the IlluminatiMoney.com group that we have on Facebook, you can come through, but look at this transition that you can really gain from by getting some clarity on some issues. If you say, I'm going to invest in the session on May the 5th, I'm going to be doing my own ritual on the ninth at home in New York at 8.27 p.m., and then I'm going to come back again on May the 12th and drop back in with Gano again when he goes into who are your cosmic parents. What? Come on now. Come on now. So y'all really need to what uh, we call a Hustle University BA, unashamed opportunist, and go in there on May the 12th and say, Gano, Coach told me to ask you about my cosmic parents. So they know you want to know what's the importance of knowing your cosmic parents. What role do they play, you know, in your spiritual development, and how important is that? For my current level of inner over outer understanding, from what I have been taught from um, my teacher and teachers and the past as well as the present, um, that you have the physical parents that got together and created your body through the act of love, hopefully, and you also have cosmic parents that are in the universe that are watching you and taking care of you. And the closest thing that I can give as uh, the reality is if you look at any of the practitioners of Ifa, Lukumi, uh, Santeria, they are very in tune, of, or even Palo or Vodun, um, but specifically with Ifa, who I have a, um, I have a beautiful relationship with that pantheon of gods. I have a lot of children in this world, and they are benefic beings that love us, and they create children in a very different way. Um, than humans. When the gods create, they don't need to do it in the grotesque manner in which humans do. <laughs> you may not think it's, you know, grotesque, but when gods recreate uh, emanations and aspects of themselves, which are literally the offshoots in their physical progeny, uh, progeny, excuse me, and they, <clears throat> they adhere in this world and on this planet, and not just this planet, maybe other planets as well. Um, they watch over their children. They guide and care for their children, just like you care for your children. 
and there are there is a proper way in which to uh, address your parents. You wouldn't address them in a disrespectful way, and you would not ever disrespect them and dishonor them. One of the things I love about Ifa talks about Iwapele, which is good character, meaning that everything that you do in this world should be of good character. It should be earnest. It should be right and exact. It should be six o'clock straight up and down, not when no one is looking, but all the time. When someone's looking at you, that's one thing. When no one is looking, it's who you are. When no one is looking, that determines your Iwapele, your character. Um, you know, Obatala, Shango, Yemeya, Oshun, Olokun, Osain, Oshumari, Orula, Elegua. You know, they are the deities. I've had very interesting, very, very interesting, intimate um, contacts and experiences with the Orisha. And um, they're very, very powerful energies. Um, I'll share one. I'll share one thing with you, if you could follow me. You ready? Come on with it. Okay. All right. I was with a um, Obadala woman. Can't say her name. I don't know if she wants me to share it. Um, but we were together for a period of time. And uh, Obadala is her father. Okay? And one day we... She wanted me to go see a play with her about Obatala. I was running late, and I, I was actually on Staten Island at the time. And I like to honor my words. So because I was running late, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to spend $50 to get there on time. The moment that I made up my mind that I was going to uh, execute Iwapele, good character, uh, I went to go call for a cab to take me to Harlem, which was where this play was at. There was a big truck that was turning the corner that had a horse carriage. Um, it was attached to the rig. And I don't know why I did this, but it, it's, it's almost like I became a puppet. I stopped the truck. The truck slowed down. And before the truck, the truck was still rolling to a stop, I got in. I got into the back of the truck, and the guy just kept going. And we go down a couple of blocks, and he turns around and says to me, uh, where are you going, brother? I said, well, could you take me to the ferry? He says, uh, he said, well, I'm going to Harlem, man. I said, that's exactly where I'm going. You mind if I go with you? He said, no, not at all. So then, as we are making our way, now this is a 45-minute trip, okay? As we are on the expressway, I'm thinking how much is right for me to give this man? How much money should I give him? What is it worth? Okay, I'm going to just give him the $50 I was going to give the cab. As I was thinking at, he turns around and says, oh, by the way, brother, you don't have to give me nothing, man. You don't have to give me nothing. And I said, hmm. I said, okay, thank you, brother. And then he drops me right to the corner, which is Riverside Baptist Church, where they had this play about Obadala. And I says, uh, what's your name, brother? He said, my name is Priest. I said, hmm. I said, okay. He was going one block away from where I was going. So, you know, we shook hands, and, you know, he knew who I was as an actor and everything. And I walked inside, and I made it on time, and I said, hey, babe, I'm glad that you're here. And, you know, we watched the play about Obatalad, how he created humans and all of this stuff. And I loved the play. And right at the end of the play, I said, babe, that play was great. 
And she said, uh, I said, well, who directed it? She said, well, the director is right there. So I ran up on the director and I said, you know, I've never seen a play like this. That was beautiful. Uh, when are you going to be doing the next play? He said, oh, we're going to do Shango next. I said, wow, I would like to be part of that. So he says, well, give me your, uh, give me your, your reel. I said, okay. So I met up with him a couple of days later and I gave him my reel. He calls me back after he sees it. And he said, Gano, I looked at your reel. Uh, if you want the, the role of Shango, it's yours. I said, yeah, but you didn't even audition me for it. This is a play, brother. He said, nah, man, you are Shango. I said, uh, okay, cool. I was the only guy that was not in the religion of E5. I had the lead of the play, and he just gave it to me. Now, we're going into rehearsals, and I'm learning everything about E5 that I could possibly learn. And I do the play. It was a beautiful experience. The last play that I did, I came outside of the church. My last performance was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I look up in the sky, literally, as if something uh, inspired me to look up. I watched the sky get dark, and then it just started thundering, thundering and lightning for the rest of the night. So that was Shango and Obatala literally sending me a ride to come see the play and giving me the role of Shango. And then when I finished portraying him, he waved at me. And the way that it showed up in my reality was it got dark three hours before it was supposed to, and the thunder and the lightning went all night. And that was Shango saying thank you. And he is one of my parents. Hmm. 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 So, I mean, that's 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 critical, and I think that people really need to make sure that they are in attendance or trying to be on the prayer line or something so they can understand appreciation and working with the parents. Um, you don't even have to give us any more examples. This maybe could even be a short yes or no question, but through uh, being obedient to your spiritual parents and your, you know, your spiritual fortitude, have you noticed other um in your in your professional career, things going your way, you know, similar to that. And how? <laughs> you didn't hit them with the buckwheat. And <laughs> okay, and how? Okay, and how? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sitting up here looking. Um, I see you up in the, you know, up in the photo with uh with Jet Li and Martha Stewart. You know, I see you up in the photo with Imam and. And David Bowie, you know, and it ain't like you jumped across the rope and had to fight somebody to get over there. Y'all over there chilling for paparazzi, you know what I'm saying? I call those the and how photos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking it's just, I'm not thinking. I know it's a magnificent thing, man. So. You know what, brother, I'm going to tell you like this, man. You know, every now and then I like to just look at the photos, man, to remind myself of why I'm here. And and I don't even believe some of those pictures that I see, you know, pictures with, you know, me and Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence and all of these people that, you know, we all have derived so many hours of enjoyment and laughter and, you know, with, you know, pictures of, of me and Will Smith and Leonardo DiCaprio and Sam L. I mean, it's beautiful. Um, when I find myself in their presence and they're there in my presence, it's always a feeling of mutual respect and it's euphoric for me. I, you know, 
lot of people ask me, well, how do you, how does, what is it like when you, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie about this. I have to fight myself from, from tripping. You know what I mean? Because these are people that I love so much and they're just regular people. But, you know, the, the, the alarms are going off in my head. Like you are chilling with this dude or you do, you know, it, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's only, um, because you have so much respect for them. When people come up to me and say, yo, man, I don't want you to think I'm on your jock or nothing. I don't want you to think I'm a fan. Or I don't want you to think I'm a groupie or nothing, but you already like your work. I really wish people wouldn't do that because if you are expressing the respect that you have for someone and then that person takes it the wrong way, that's on them. But you don't need to preface anything that you're saying with, you don't want you to think I'm a groupie. Because that, that's not what it is. If someone thinks you cannot control really what people think. And what I would say to that is Barbara Streisand said something on the actor's studio that I love. And I, I've kind of taken that. Thanks, Barbara. She says, what what comes from the heart goes to the heart. So if you're coming from your heart and you're being sincere about something and you're telling somebody something from your heart, it is not your job to worry about how they're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Man, that that leads me to, like, the first time I, like, you came across my radar, I mean, I, I've seen you on the screen but I didn't I didn't associate it with Gano Grills until I saw you on Ampoo show. Then you know I'm an investigator slash detective. I was like, you know, who is this cat? Then I started seeing your bio and I was like, yo, good gracious dude, you know, dude dude is all over. So I'm up in New York, you know, a couple months ago and bam, I see um Gano Grills up in there with California. And I'm just, and then I'm like Wait a minute. Do I know this cat? And then you spoke to me and was like, "Yes, yeah, son, I gotta get on your radio show." Or you know, what's up, Lord? And I was like, "Yo, I this nigga know me." You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, this, you know, I'm just chilling. And this cat is, you know, like a real regular G. And it, and and it was just thrilling to me to be able to make, like you said, a heart to heart connection. You know what I'm saying? And it was straight. You know, you didn't have to be like, "All right, man, ch- chill out." You know what I'm saying? Like. I just want to just talk to you like a regular person. I'm, you know, and it wasn't no coming off like you were in one space and I was in another. You know, the connection was immediate. You know what I'm saying? Every time we talk on the phone, the joint is crazy. It's 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 very similar to the connect I got with the guy Lord Jamal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I called him like 1:30 in the morning, and he like, "Peace God, I was just thinking about you." I was like, "What the fuck?" You know? But <laughs> it's real like that. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I want. And so now, also that that led to the question of, boom, you've been studying all this mysticism. You know what I'm saying? You go into these sciences. This is what people really want to know. You chopping it up with Samuel L. You you know Jet Li, cats like that. We want to know. We know that you're listening to Ampu Show, the KTL Show, the Coach Kyrie Show. Are these cats listening to the mystical? Breakdowns that we dropping, or are they studying the mysticism on their, on you know what I'm saying, on their own as well? Because everybody's like, oh, well, if you're in the movies, you must be an automatic Illuminati devil worshiper of Bothman. You know, that's that's, 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 that's immediate, immediate. Oh, he, you know, I can't because he he sold his soul because you know he's standing there with you know David Bowie, so you you, you can't be successful and be in Hollywood unless you. Sold your soul, and I'm just so sick of that because even as Dr. Gibson says, 
there's no price on the soul, clowns. He didn't say clowns. I said clowns. But there's <laughs> right. no price on the soul, you clowns. You can't sell mm-hmm. your soul, you know. So what, you know, these cats that you bumping shoulders with, and you don't have to call no names out, but, you know, I just want to know, and everybody wants to know, are they listening? Are, are, are they doing their own internal, you know, internal work, you know, um, on this spiritual path? You know what, brother? Well, first of all, before I answer um, that question, let me just say, man, I have that same good sentiment um, about you. There's a mutuality in the respect that when I first met you in the physical at the New Life Expo in New York City, man, yeah, you know, it was a great exchange. Uh, I think Sister Kafunia um, had pointed you out, and I was definitely glad to make your acquaintance and meet you there because I had, you know, I've, I've enjoyed your show um, listening to your show, and uh, you know, I was really, really happy that you made it down there. So yeah, it was a great exchange, brother. Um, and then you know, we we did we did a ritual downstairs. We could talk about that later. <laughs> but um, the uh, to answer the that. No, 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 no. I was just saying, look a shot. I was over here looking for my. Uh, I I got caught. I didn't have my on the Oh yeah, lick off shots, lick off shots, off shots. Um, so to be specific, you know, there are people in Hollywood, and shout out to Ann Poole, Noble Ann Poole, MyCoachStrategy.com. Shout out to, to the to the Pill Brothers, Blue Pill and Red Red Pill at KTL. Um, shout out, shout out to my man Cleco, you know, doing his thing. Turtle Gang Entertainment.com, and my brother Now Rule, good brothers, man. Those are, that's part of my team right there, um, and they are all very, you know, they're doing their work and they have very powerful tools and powerful intrinsic gifts that they use to decode things. And, you know, they could just like right off the top of the head. And I'm I'm in awe at how they see things. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, there are people in Hollywood that I believe have a level of cognition as to who they are on a higher level. Let's talk about Forrest Whitaker for a minute. Um, Oh, she wants to pop, son. Damn, go in. Yeah, man. I, I, I believe that, I mean, I've heard that he has Ashe. Ashe meaning he's crowned Ocha, or he is a uh, practitioner of Ifa, and he is a uh, uh, proponent of that belief system, that energy system. Um, some people say he's practiced. I don't know that for sure. One of the things that led me to believe that that might be true and that he is a conscious brother is that, um, first of all, he's a shape-shifting dude. If you look at him in his movies, he's a hell of an actor. I mean, Denzel Washington reached out to this dude by name, like, listen, I can't do this movie without my man, Forrest Whitaker. Like, you know, He called Forrest Whitaker up like, look, brother, I need you, man. Please, man, like, please, you know what I mean? And to be regaled um, that way says a lot about um, Forrest Whitaker and also Denzel, too, because he definitely channels the ancestors by his own admission, okay? But back to Forrest Whitaker. Um, If you look at the expanse and diaspora of his work, he definitely is working with some other shiznit. I don't curse, but if I did... You know, that's just the, you know, he's working with some other shiznit, and he is, um, he embodies different energies. You could see it in his eyes, and he's a great 
uh, he's a great actor. One of the things that he said when he received the um, Oscar, and I remember, he said, this is something that I will cherish for the rest of my life, and I will take this with me for the rest of my life to the end of my life, into the next lifetime. Take care. Good night. You know, and that was like, I said, okay. So, and he also lifted up the ancestors. So, you know, there are certain buzzwords that people utilize that let you know that they are conscious, that they are of the faith, that they are awake, um, and that they know what time it is. And, you know, Forrest Whitaker is one of those dudes, and, you know, he's really someone that's magical to watch. And the same thing with Denzel, you know, even when he said that he just got down on his hands and knees and he had to just really summon up the ancestors right before he did that money-making shot in the movie Glory when they was, you know, he took off his shirt and he had to whip him and that one tear came out. You know, that was the ancestors, man. The ancestors just came into his body. He was like, hold up, Denzel, let's, let us do this. You know, we need to we need to make ourselves known, you know. So his bloodline definitely came through. And, you know, that's the magic of working in the industry because you get a chance to really tap into some very interesting forces and give it up. And hopefully when people look at the work on the screen, they get the energy of that without knowing why they're being so affected, endeared, and drawn to you. Could it possibly be because you know, the ancestors are in you propelling and emoting that energy and uh, you're getting it? I'd like to think so. Mm. Mm. I, hey, as, as, as one of my master teachers always used to teach, you know, you know things by evidence, experience, and reason. And the brothers that you just mentioned, Forrest Whitaker, Denzel, earlier you said, you know, Samuel Jackson, this dude, you know, he, he cast right away in the in the Jedi. You know what I mean? He he cast right away as a Jedi, right on the high council of the Jedi, you know. I mean, really I'm not gonna say Hollywood is bullshitting around, but they may not even have the kind of guap that they need to put and if y'all don't know what guap is, that means cheddar, moolah, money, stacks on stacks on deck. Uh, cash flow to put this next all-star cast. Like, what I really want to see is, this is what I want to see. I want to see, and I want to be on the set holding the lights on this on this joker here. Uh, and, of course, I want to be an extra. i doing doing something, you know what I'm saying, looking at a crystal I know that's ball. right. I ain't trying to get killed off, but I definitely want to be on the set. I want to see, <laughs> and I'm going to invoke it, I want to see a Gano Grills. I want to see a Forrest Whitaker, a Denzel, a Samuel Jackson, and a Morgan Freeman, and a Lawrence Fishburne. That's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for all that. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. They ain't got that kind of cheddar. They ain't got that kind of cheddar. And then yeah. I want, um, because I got to give a shout-out to one of the hardest-working cats in the business who I'm really feeling has gotten a ashe by looking at the evidence of what he's produced lately, but maintaining his cover at the same time is my man Curtis Jackson. So I really want Curtis to be up in the piece as well. And what was the other dude? What's the tall, dark skinned cat with the bald head? Um, he was in um, he was in Get Rich or Die Trying. I think it was, his name is Lou something. He played like he, he played like the big drug dealer. 
Um, I don't know what that is. That big uh, that brother carries a, a huge uh he carries a huge Ashe too. You know I'm gonna go look him up. But okay. um, that is um I really wanna see something like that, you know what I'm saying, before one of those brothers, you know what I'm saying, transcends or checks off the planet. I think out of that group right there, Morgan Freeman is is the oldest, you know what I'm saying? And yes. I think a, a lot of them, and yourself included, have much more work to transpire, you know, and in 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 disseminating some of the symbology that needs to be dropped. I mean, you know, I'm looking at Tom Cruise. He ain't got no hesitation in, you know, the shit that he's dropping. This dude done dropped two movies back-to-back where he's playing a character named Jack. Now, when was the last time that that shit happened? You know, he's in Jack Reaper, and then he's in um, the Oblivion movie, and he's playing Jack in that movie, too. Come on, yeah. man. I, I, I ain't crazy. You know what I'm saying? Big shot by the time Cruise, you know. I'm a Cruise mm-hmm. and I, I, rock, I rock with the talent, but I not necessarily need him on the project, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that, uh, that, I, uh, that I'm trying to invoke tonight. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm really um, encouraged that that will be, you know, something really, really next level and phenomenal just to see, you know, how how that will come together and all of y'all on the set at one time, you know, sipping on some sparkling bubbly or some or some grape juice or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that sounds beautiful, man. I would love that. And if I could dig Adolf Caesar's body out of the ground and do some incantations and some recomposition on that brother uh, and then bring Isaiah Washington um, and Jeffrey Wright, and there's a brother, Sam L. Jackson, who does not get enough work, man. I, I'm a big fan of his. He was the brother from Blue Hill Avenue, the movie with Alan Payne. Uh, my boy Mel Jackson, Kyle King, just you know, we're kind of in the same age range, and I snatch Forrest Whitaker up as well and do an ensemble piece. That would be my dream piece. Uh, yeah, because the names are too big, man. You know, Big D, Big Denzel's getting, you know, he's getting paper, man, and, and the budget doesn't allow for, um, <laughs> you know, monolithic, megalithic names like Sam L. and Denzel to be in the same movie, although I would love to see them rock together uh, you know, like they did in the Spike Lee days, but, you know, come together and really put their talents on the same screen um, in these in these days, in this uh, this Aquarian age that we end. That would be wonderful, man. And I actually have seen, I've actually seen um, on higher dimensions myself in these movies. So I have some movies coming into this reality. They're already done and I've actually seen them. I've been at the premiere. I've seen Denzel in those movies. We've actually laughed and joked. Jay-Z was on the soundtrack. And they are in existence. They're just making their way into this reality. So I look forward to that. I, uh, I want you to talk about when people come to the Made Miracles workshops, will you be showing them how to access and manifest some of these um some of these visions and KRS said it the best as ever been said, put yourself in the picture. And I want you to use the violet flame and the karmic eraser to answer that question. 
Yes, that's going to be one of the first things that I do when the uh, when everybody gets in the building. Uh, I'm going to kind of scan the audience and because, you know, there are people at different stages of awareness. There are people that are novices, neophytes at this, and that's fine. And I don't want to lose them. Some people, you know, most humans have a shut off when they get too much light. They just shut off. You know, if we were to meet a being from a higher dimension, their light would be so great. If they were to show themselves, literally, we would bust open. And when I say that, there was a commercial that Sarah Vaughn, not Sarah Vaughn, excuse me, but I love Sarah Vaughn, that Ella Fitzgerald did back in the 80s. Uh, when Memorex had this crystal clear cassette tape and the saying went something like this, is it live or is it Memorex? And Sarah hit this high note to a champagne glass and the glass just shattered. There's a reason for that, that, you know, when a being of, of let's just say an earthling comes across a higher being, uh, if that being does not shut down their light sufficiently, it could disturb the, uh, the, the, the makeup of the human and cause that person to shatter. Their reality will literally shatter. And the end result of that will be somebody that's basically crazy and they don't come back from that. Um, so this is the reason why the masters ask you to ephemerally change your diet, become more light, drink chlorophyll water. Um, if you really want to get digital and clear fast, you know what I mean? Um, some things to stay away from. Stop the profanity because it brings certain levels of uh, chaos into your life. There's certain things that you can do ephemerally, list, you know, make a list of the things that you want to check off, and you will start to become more sensitive to the higher frequencies because you can't just go from zero to 90 or you will destroy your temple. So what I will be teaching the people that are, um, that want to come to my workshop and the lecture or the session is how to safely introduce your physical body to the higher version of yourself as well as the higher beings who love you and who want to take you higher and help to help you to expand your uh, your understanding and your consciousness. So yes. Hey, that's what's up. I gotta let everybody know that we got uh we got about two minutes before we go to the after party. Uh Gano told me he was gonna come on here and give me an hour and a half. Look, if y'all wanna get some questions in and see how this brother, you know what I'm saying, reveals some of the things that you have not had access to before, you need to call in because the show is going to stop streaming in on the computer in two minutes, 120 seconds. Those of you on the line, I see y'all rocking from all over. I see the 917s, you coming up next. You just hit one. I see the 8281s. I see Detroit in the building. I see MIA in the building. I see some other NY in the building, I see plenty uh Atlanta, I see my man Mr. Make It Happen in the building, I see some Baltimore in the building. So the the lines have filled up but you know, everybody has you know, I wanna see if anybody is ready to go ahead and get into some of the conversation and get some evidence from this brother why you got access to him right now before it jumps off on Sunday. 
maybe I can talk to brother into coming back maybe like on the 16th or something, like the, like a Kyrie Eve, you know what I'm saying, and just do like a little something with me, like a little review of what went down the first two sessions and we catch back up. So, you know, because he got the Trinity. He got the one, two, three. Don't think he, he don't know nothing about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you know what I'm saying, or raising you up to that master level. So please call in 347-205-9089 if you got a comment, if you got a question, if you got an observation or feedback or something that's happened in your life and you've been moved while you've been listening, we want to hear about it. Coach K, Gano Grills, we're up in this joint, Original Native Radio. And right now I'm getting ready to tell you, too, that's funny that with your psychic self, uh, you just hit me with um, the profanity joint. Now, mm-hmm. um both of us have, you know, um, have connections with Dr. Mitchell Gibson. Big shout out to Tybro.com, www.tybro.com. Stop playing with it. That's all I'm going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? If you see me drinking fine water and you don't want to drink none, there's something wrong with you, okay? So if I'm over there every day, two, three times a day, you might want to go over there and get on that water and hold yourself, all right? And tell them, I, no, you ain't got to tell them I sent you. Just get on over there. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight. You better drink like I drink, though. I'm going to tell you that. You better, you better pull up your chair to the table. I'm suffering from. That's all I'm going to say. But um, at the Tybro Center and some other uh, uh, sacred spots that I've been to, there's been a, um, a basic protocol of no cursing. No, no profanity. And when I was studying with my grandmaster, learning Taoism and martial arts and Tantra, he told us uh, right in the middle of class one day that every time you curse, you create a negative darkness inside of your aura that lasts 72 hours. You know, and and, I, and I've just been thinking about that lately, about I have a sacred space in my house, you know, um, in my sunroom that, you know, I don't really let, you know, traffic come through there, and it's my space for how I do my thing and get down, and I'm very mindful of my conversation and my words. But I've been noticing lately that I need to tighten it up, like, all the way around in my own action if I'm really trying to show this celestial intelligence that I'm, quote, unquote, about that life. See what I'm saying? And um, for you to even say that tonight, you know, makes me think about, when I saw Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, on Oprah Winfrey's show, and he was like, no, I don't drink nor smoke. And when I looked at him, it felt like he was psychically telling Oprah, and I don't curse either. You know, I mean, he, he, he did the interview at his grandmother's house. He brought Oprah. This, I mean, this man has got a bank. He could have done an interview on a yacht, on a plane. He said, come down here to the basement of my grandmother's house and do the interview, Oprah and let's make it happen. Now, if you want those type of changes in your life, not just spiritually and physically, but I'm also talking about financially because I myself feel that it's a sin to be righteous and broke or even claiming that you're conscious and you're happy with poverty. It just it, 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 They don't go together. And so um, I'm really glad that you didn't even, like, pull my card and be like, Coach, need to ease up on the cursing. I don't curse a lot, but I do notice when the vibrations that I feel when I hear other people cursing, you know what I'm saying, in my vicinity. 
So, you know, I'm really glad that you spoke on that tonight. And it feels like that's my, um, when I get these kind of signals, that's my um, ancient ancestors, you know, communicating through others because all of us are just vessels. You know what I'm saying? And we communicate. A lot of things that we are saying is really being channeled down from a a higher source if we need to show enough humility. And, And you can look at it the same way. If you're doing a lot of cursing, then you can definitely be possibly channeling some low-level entity. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you got the choice because that's what the free will is. You know, you can't be possessed by some low-level entity. You might be attacked, but you can't possess it unless you allow it. You know? That's right. So, um, I just really want to just drop that little piece in there. I know you've been doing most of the science dropping tonight. Coaches want to just throw his little piece in there, you know, something that you can, <laughs> can use, man, because that's the kind of show this is. And I really appreciate Brother Gannon for coming on because this is a solution-based oriented show. Don't come on here talking about something that can't nobody use tonight. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the kind of people I want. When you come on the line tonight, i got a couple hands raised. I want three more people who have not raised their hand to come on and press and tell me what you got out of tonight's show that you can use later on this evening. That's why I'm from the South. I said this evening. I ain't say <laughs> this evening. All right. Yes, I'm auditioning because Gamma may be somewhere. And they say, you know, we're looking for a real Southern accent with some long hair. Can you find somebody about 5'7"? He'd be like, you know what? I got somebody for you. <laughs> okay, well, look, Gamma, let me open up the lines, man. Let me, let you, let me introduce you to... Um, some of these, uh, you know, terrific folks that I got up in here because every time they come and they press one... And the hits just keep on coming. I got to open it up for a caller from the 917. You're on the air. Caller from the 917-528. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was so much uh, intro music just now. I didn't hear my number. Um, good evening, everyone. This is Chi. <laughs> good evening, oh. Chi. Peace. Um, I want to say first and foremost, my telephone obara. Motupwe lafia. Lafia. Yamala Yamala My Yoruba is not that good. That's okay. It's all right. I had to um It's awesome, baby. I had to call in and press one because my um my godmother is dancing for Shango this uh, this this weekend and I just, like, I was supposed to make a phone call, and I was like, oh, man, it's 9.58. I know there's a show on. So I called in, and I was like, oh, this is great. Why? Because um, I've been doing a lot of work as far as just starting to tap into that inner voice, that inner divinity, and... Just what you were talking about, your Cosmo parents. Like, I know who my parents are. And it's times when, like, it gets kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the same way where you've gone through certain amounts of lessons where they kind of 
do get quiet and watch you really do the work. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've been feeling a shift of energies, and I was just appreciative of hearing this conversation about um, other beings that are here that live out there and the communication that exists and experiences, like you said, you had with jumping on the truck and um, just getting over to Harlem, it reminds me of a game that I've decided to start playing called Intuition, where there's no plan. Once I get in the car, it's just stop wherever my heart says to stop. And when I began that game, I started that uh, on this trip I went to in Seattle, and it seemed like everywhere I stopped, there was a person waiting there for my introduction. So it's really cool, you know, for that's others great, who are interested in. Mm-hmm. For other people who are interested in strengthening that muscle, that sixth sense, and that connection with their parents, with their brothers and sisters that exist in the heavens, of just letting themselves follow that voice because there's so many different, like, they're like portals, you know, when, like, in the Matrix, they're looking for the Oracle, and her office kind of just sets up wherever it is. Uh-huh. If you allow yourself to practice that, it's like, you know, the more you use it, is the more stronger it gets. So I just appreciate this conversation and encouragement for people to practice that. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, according to Sophia Stewart, the writer of The Matrix, uh, I will be in The Matrix 4 and 5, and I'll be playing a character named Taz that jumps people in and out of The Matrix, driving the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. So you could talk to Sophia Stewart about that. Love you, Sophia. Shout out to Sophia. Yes, indeed. This is a dream thank come you for true. Calling. Thank no you, problem. and it's nice thank to talk you. to you, Chi. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. All right. Good night, you guys. I'm listening. Okay. Modo Uh Uh-uh. Big shout out to Chi Vital. Chi Vital hands. She's a beast with it, you know what I'm saying? Just like, psh, man, she got to be on the set, too, you know what I'm saying? Just just to, with the healing aspect of how she gets down, she's, like, really rocking, really putting in a lot of work. She's going through a Saturn return right now, so she's oh, getting yeah. some real, real tangible, valuable lessons right now, on, you know what I'm saying, uh, being about that life. So uh, definitely appreciate her calling in tonight, and uh, much respect to her. Her mama, mom's dukes, pops, pops dukes, everybody in the fam. You know what I'm saying? Tell them Kyrie gave him a big shout out tonight while we was hollering at your boy Gano. Let me get on down the line. Next caller in the building. You know, the microphone is wide open. <laughs> caller from the 347-631. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, Coach. This is Omi How are you? Omi. What's up? How how is everybody feeling? Great. Yeah, how I, you doing, Omi? Hi, Gano. Hi. Hi. I know you don't remember me, but um I saw one of your fierce chicks, East New York. I wanted to get the uh you was gonna try to go. Do one for me. Uh, I forgot the name. It was a sister. She had a really big 
Derriere. And oh, yeah. I told you I was drawn Yeah, I told you I was drawn to it because of the um the uh the spirals. The spirals. Yes. Yes, yes. That was yes, the yes, Venus yes. yeah, that was the Venus hot and top that uh, I wanted to venerate up there, you know? And Yes. Yeah, I love I love the Venus hot and tops because, you know, a lot of our country wanted to emulate that back in the the the, the mid eighteen fifties up into the early nineteen hundreds and a lot of people don't know that with the corsets and all that, but shout out to the Venus hot and top lineage from Absolutely. Uh, from Kenya. Yes indeed. But how are you doing absolutely. today? How's everything going? Everything is good. We lost contact for a minute, but absolutely we did not. You know my peeps. I know yours. So no doubt. It's a small so world, isn't it? Yes, 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 my brother. So, um, you know, I'm just so happy that you and Coach Kyer have, you know, um, come together. And, you know, it's a small, small cipher, small cipher, but it's a huge cipher at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all good. But I just want to ask you a quick question um, sure. in reference to, um, you know, galaxies. When you're citing, you know, you cite galaxies. And um, Jewel Pukum once talked about um, how there was a particular galaxy that she um, saw in this um, art book. And then she noticed how similar it was to the uh, to the yoni. So I want to know if you can comment on any of that and how that you know um, how that uh, how the as above so below. Any effects with that? <laughs> um, yeah, come on, Gano, come on. <laughs> the yoni. Well. Okay, why don't you tell the audience what the yoni is? Because I know what that is, but, you know, I'm sure that there are people that are going to listen to this in the future, and they have no idea of what the yoni is. They know what the yoni is. The, the, uh, the vagina. Okay, cool. The I didn't want to say that, but I wanted, you know, I wanted that to come from you. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know exactly what Sister Jewel Pukram, which galaxy she was referring to, but one thing that I do believe in my current mm-hmm. level of understanding is that, yes, as above, so below. And the creatrix comes through the energy of the womb and... Uh, things are created and give birth from the ephemeral energies of the left-minded, mat, feminine yeah. energies, the creatrix. The creation itself is that yeah. of not a, uh, um, a patriarchal energy. It is a divine um, woman energy. And, you know, the higher you go up the plains, uh, here we're split in half, meaning our twin flames are you know we are in positive and negative charge women negative not in the polarity of the connotation but just in the charge and centrifugal and men are uh the positive charge and when you combine that you get the unification of the one and as you go into higher dimensions then it's a uh they are homophoditic meaning that they have the both sexes in the same body, and then as you go higher than that, then you have, I believe it's pleogenic, pleomorphic, where there are no, there's no gender, there's no sex in the body, and as you go higher than that, then there's no, there's no body around the light, it is just light, and then as you go higher than that, then it's nothingness, 
but and it's endless. But as you come lower, it has to come through creation, has to come through a certain portal, and the black hole might be seen as uh, a womb or the yoni, and um, everything that does come into an existence has to come through a portal. And if it's coming through something, could it not be that it's coming through? Uh, I mean, the yoni or something like that, um, as we have entered physically through our mother's, uh, you know, her opening, you know what I mean? I don't know if that answers the question, but, yeah, the only thing I could say is that we are, like I said, microcosms of the macrocosms and, you know, everything that's happening in this galaxy, forget about the universe, but just this galaxy alone, we're acting out when you look at the Super Bowl uh, performances and the rituals that are taking place, they're really cosmological happenings that even the artists themselves most likely are not even aware of what they're doing and why they're doing it, but they're still acting out the forces of the planets and certain dances and certain movements of those planets. You know, people are doing things, people have rituals that they don't even realize what they're doing, but they're doing it. And if you really want to know more about that, speak to my brother. Clico from Turtle Gang Entertainment. He's on Facebook. He breaks that stuff down every day, um, yeah. as does, you know, um, Ann Poole and Blue Pill and Coach Guy here. You know, they break down those things that happen. So I hope that helps somewhat. It definitely does, and they're all my peeps, and, yes, I'm with that. Um, keep giving us those spirals, Anna. We appreciate you so much. Okay, and I hope that I'm going to see you at the at the session on 444 Atlantic Avenue on Sunday, yes? I'll be there. Okay. Well, I can't wait okay. to see you, and I'm looking forward to building with you, okay? Thank you so much, love. Me also. Thank you. Okay. Peace. Peace. Brother Kahe, are you there? It's awesome, baby! You know, I was over there searching. Come on, I ain't, I ain't want to get in. That's my fellow Taurus. Big ups. Happy birthday to Omi Funka. Y'all put your hands together for my Taurus mommy. Up there in the BK. All the Shekmets in the building. Shout out to Offset Shekmet real quick. That's right. Look a shot. The hits just keep on coming. Yeah, she made a 16th and made a 17th. We bought that Taurus life. Y'all better ask somebody. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me get on to the next caller. Oh, man, I just want to, but I mean, the ciphers and the Venus hot and trots and the, and, the, and, and the yoni and just all that energy. I mean, how can you all miss this workshop? You need to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, make, let your cup overflow. He couldn't put it all in one session, so he said, I got to do three, you know. And so the brothers being obedient, Follow your own follow your own heart. Jump on the train. Be there. Don't be square. You know what I'm saying? Keep the squares out your circle. You know what I mean? And come on and make sure that you're in the place, you know, getting that lesson. Let me get to the next caller. Next caller, your microphone is wide open from the three eight six six seven. Welcome to the show and can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yo, Kaya, what's up, man? This Darius, the painter man. What's going on with you? Darius, what it do, Darius? What's up, Lord? How you feeling tonight? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm just listening to the show and everything like that. And uh, uh, want to say peace first to uh to the brother um 
Gano, right? Yeah, Gano, peace, Gano. peace, Darius the Gregarious. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I, the whole conversation, you know, I, I really felt like kind of, you know, we're not kind of, but all the way connected with, you know, everything that you were talking about. Um, but I do have a question, and and my question is that, um, well, for me, you know, I'm a public school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And not only am I a public school teacher, but I teach at uh, at an alternative school, which the alternative school is mostly for like behavioral students or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and most of these students are of the melanated skin. You know, whether whether they want to identify themselves as a black African American, that's who they are. And I think one of the things that one of the um, counselors was telling me last week uh, was that he told me, he said that, you know, if you want to have, you know, if you want to see your student be successful, then you just can't teach them. You you got to do some type of intervention because that's the way um, that's going to be, that's where the education is going, is that you're going to have to implement some type of intervention with these kids because they come from, you know, backgrounds of a broken home, you know, neglect, you know, and everything like that they have to deal with. And so my question to you is, is that, you know, seeing that we have a future of kids who, you know, are conscious of a lot of things. And, I mean, I'm still learning a lot of things, too, as well. Um, but how do I deal with certain um, – because I remember earlier in the show you was talking about how certain things are out in the open and people aren't really delicate enough to actually see what's going on in front of them. Um, how do you get or prepare a generation – uh, uh, for them to be mobilized and for them to be leaders, I guess, in the next future. Well, you know, because when we get older, well, we 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 would want our our seeds to you know carry on the tradition or at least start something up to where you know if we drop the ball, maybe they can pick it up. You know. Mhm. Well, if I'm trying to um, pick something up. Well, I, I think that, and I also teach in, shout out to Port Richmond High School, I actually teach uh, a class through the universe, uh, UTA, Universal Temple of the Arts. I teach the kids Shakespeare, and I do that. Uh, I just actually was with the class today, but they come to class of their own volition to learn the Shakespeare stuff. And the best way to really inspire and inspire younger people that are looking at you to be the best that they can be is really by example in my humble opinion and it really comes about how impeccable you are so if you are dressing the best that you could I mean you know I'm sure that you're a good dresser um, I make it a point of making sure that I'm well groomed that I am wearing a button down shirt and shoes or dress boots and a blazer when I go in and I deal with these children because I want them to look at me as a role model of how to dress and how not to dress. Um, That's a good place to start. And I I see these young men with their buttocks showing when they walk around with their pants hanging on the ground. And when I see me, you know, you can still have swag, panache, flair, and and you can still look good, but, but be responsible with the way you dress. And I see them watching me and they see that, okay, this is a strong black brother that carries himself well and is articulate. They, I know that they, they're admiring that and they're questioning themselves like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be dressing like this because that's not where it's at. So it does start with the example that you um, present to them just silently. Secondarily, you know, any jewel that you could drop to them inadvertently without being too preachy because unfortunately a lot of people have the attention span of a gnat and it doesn't go very far. And sometimes the um, 
some of the, the, the juice and the juices and berries, the spiritual juices and berries that you can impart to someone, you kind of have to disguise that in something that will just allow them to think after you've gone. So, you know, I take advantage of doing that every time I can. I kind of let them ask me the questions. And they, they, they're all, you know, that's one thing I love about kids um, that are in school. They're very precocious. They're very um, inquiring. They want to know things. And right. if you have the right. answers to the questions by being well-read on a myriad of topics and expanses of subjects, then you'll always be looked up and at as someone that they can trust and come to you even on the side and get certain things from. And it's an opportunity for you to make an indelible impression on these kids. Because I remember when I was in high school and grade school, I remember all the teachers that made an impact on me, and it was because they dressed well, they spoke well, they had great posture, and they I, I got the um, the sense that they cared about me. So that's all you need to do, brother. And, you know, you will make the difference whether they come up to you and tell you or not, but 10 years, 5 years, 20 years from now, they will always remember Mr. Darius, the gregarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks, thanks. Right, right, I understand. And, 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 I and, and lastly, <laughs> lastly, I would say, brother, whatever you do, do it from your heart, man. Do everything right. from your heart and not from your brain. If you're doing it from your heart, the effect will be everlasting and eternal. If you do it from your brain, you know, you have to think about it. When you do it from the heart, you don't. And you already know the rules and the boundaries of which you have to operate. And uh, you already know what you have to do. And just let your heart dictate all of that. And I'm sure you will be more than um, impactful to these young people that see you every day. Right. Okay, cool. Now, 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 Gano, uh, I ain't going to say we set you up, but I'm going to say that, um, I'm going to say the universe, you know what I'm saying, is working on our behalf. And this is one of the incidents where you, Look up in the sky, turn black three hours earlier. Um, Darius is um, one of my um, young captains. You know, he used to be, a, when I first met him, I met him in the basement of the library at North Carolina A&T State University, and he was a private. He wasn't even a corporal, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now, since he is, he's, he's in my young symbol program. And what I started breaking down to them was, if you're going to be Mufasa, then you're going to have to learn from the Mufasa. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. And um, the brother's teeth is getting longer now. He's utilizing <laughs> all the resources. And I will co-sign that the brother has always been quite dapper. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know his own story, but the brother for show is quite dapper. You know, And he's also the dapper rapper. Is a dapper rapper who can do the edutainment. You see what I'm saying? So I co-sign mm. for the brother stock because you know, I mean, not just because he, you know, what I'm saying he in the he's, he's in the Kaya Black Wednesday History Club lineage. You know what I'm saying? Lick a shot mm -hmm. for everybody in that particular <laughs> lineage because I challenge all of them. I said, get your PhD before you're 30 because it was too many people who were graduating. And um, they were in their junior and senior year. And I said, well, what you going to do when you graduate? And they said, I don't know. I'm just trying to get out of here. And I was like, that is the wrong answer. You know, mm. so uh, the first night, you know, Darius was there sitting on the front row 
with Coach K going. It's 2004, Lord. This is nine uh-huh. years ago. And I'm going in on the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, and the um, Sun Tzu, and um, uh, the Law of Attraction, the secret that just came right. out. They got that on uh-huh. their first class. And the phallus, the, the um, false strategy. The bad strategy moves of Marcus Garvey and 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 um, Malcolm X, and I was like, Malcolm X, we yeah. don't we don't make these kind of mistakes. People exonerate these men, but they don't come down and look at what was the critical thing that that killed their whole mission. We ain't gonna be celebrating them because they made it to the finish line. They didn't finish. We want to find out what can we do as the next generation to make sure they finish. You know what I'm saying? So. It does my heart good. Today I was over at the Land Trust with um in Atlanta, and the first thing the brother showed us was how the bamboo is breaking through the ground. He's like, man, this bamboo is like taking over, man. It's just going everywhere. And that's another lesson I want to give to Brother Darius is let it be like bamboo. You plant it deep because bamboo goes down first, but then, but then when it breaks the surface, I mean, I think the an 18-inch bamboo stalk today. My man said it was five days old. So make sure you plant it deep, like you mm-hmm. know, like. So then when that joker do bust through the surface, I'm talking about it's just taking, it's just all over the place, and then it's almost uncontrollable. And then you have to accept what it is. So you stay dapper. You know my philosophy: slap the shit out of. I'm excuse me, I'm trying to stop cursing. Slap the ish out of them if they got their pants hanging down. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. oh yeah, I gotta give I gotta give Darius. He got a pop quiz coming again though, so please excuse me right quick. I got to give him a pop quiz. All right. Do your thing, bro. Now, Darius, you came on the Young Simple program and you asked me a question about you know how to make sure these brothers got some extra credit. I need you to report back to Gano and me right now on that assignment and how that went, so Gano can take that and share it with his youth. Uh-huh. Well, I remember uh, Coach, asked, uh, he, he, the assignment was to ask the, uh, the students in my class um, who is on the uh, who is on the cover of the, uh, well, I think it was a $1,000 bill, the um, $10,000 bill, and I think the um, $1 million bill. Was that, was that right, Coach? $100,000 bill. Hundred thousand dollar bill. That's what it was. That's what it was. Uh-huh. And to report back from that, a lot of students really didn't even know that you know there were faces or C notes um, that were higher than uh, you know a Bain Franklin or whatever. And so uh-huh. with that, um, I guess it goes back to what you were saying and what and what Coach was saying was that you know when you plant it in them and you when you plant when you plant that seed, all you do is just, like plant the seed and it'll grow from there. Um, uh-huh. After that, they started asking more and more questions about, um, you know, not just, like, money in particular, but, like, just different things that were just kind of hidden from them. And I gave them as much as I could with the knowledge that I had. Um, but one of the <laughs> one of the crazy things that uh, um, a student had um, slapped me back in the face with, and it's kind of taking a tangent away from, you know, what we're talking about, but it's kind of all coming back, back around the same circle was that I was telling um, one of my students, I said, yeah, you know, I'm trying, I think I was trying to do one of these, uh, I think I was trying to go visit my mom or something like that or whatever, or go visit a friend like that was out of town. 
and um, you know, my student was saying, well, you know, why don't you go with him? And I said, man, you know, I really don't have um, enough money. And he slapped me in the face and said, Mr. Panny, you know, um, you can't, like, live life just always just uh, uh, focus on money because when you have dreams, um, your dreams are bigger than materialistic things. So you're never really going to have enough materialistic things because the dreams are much more bigger than that. So you just take a leap of faith and just go. That's right. <laughs> he got the youth out there jumping out the gym, Gano. You see him? He got them jumping out the gym, man. So time to tell you, like man, I baby. love it. That's the wise words and, right there. And that's what I, look. What I want you to do for him now, these cats. What uh, what grade do you teach right now, uh, Darius? I teach um, like like that. I'm at alternative school, so it's middle and high school there. So for the middle schools, I got sixth and seventh grade, and then for the high schools, I got ninth and tenth grade. So for the for the for the ninth graders, their their reading project off the books is the spook that sat by the door. That's what you get from Coach tonight. The ones who you think you can't reach, and everybody talking about they cannot get to them, and this way he's gonna end up in prison. Don't throw no statistics at him. Just say, look, I'm gonna give you. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here, brother. Okay, I'm here. What was okay. that again? Well, you know what? Let me just add my little two cents on that, brother. <laughs> um, Coach, I know you you probably uh, you're going to come back in a second, but I would I need to add something to that list. The narrative by Frederick Douglass is a must read. This boy's life. With another book by it is Sidney Poitier's first autobiography. And third and lastly, uh, the Emerald Tablet. Those three books right there. What was the last Coach, you, Coach, you back in the building, Coach Kaya? Yeah, 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 yeah. They tried to they tried to shut me down. You see, I'm trying to give out, telling them to get that um the spook that sat by the door, and all of a sudden, Blog Talk was like, hell no, hell no, hell no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, hell no. I had a backup on their ass though. They showed it. <laughs> yeah, the, the last one is the Emerald Tablets by Toff the Atlantean. So those three books, I, I I had to add those three on there, brother. So what's Must the four? Read. So what's the four? So what's the four? We got we got we got Spook the Set yeah. by the Door, <laughs> Emerald <laughs> Tablets. Yep. We also Pretty have the narrative, eighteen forty-five, the 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 autobiography written on himself by Frederick Douglass. Uh, shout out to Umar Johnson. And uh, and this boy's life, which is the autobiography of Sidney Poitier, four very 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 different books, but there's a Greek chorus meaning the commonality in all of them, and those books just on a very cursory level will expand your consciousness and give you something else that's outside of the assault on your consciousness that's been given all around the board. Right. And the hits just keep on coming. All right, so look, I got, I got, I got another, um, I got another, I got another caller on here. But Darius, you already know before you can get off the hook and get that A plus score that you always get, you got to spit that piece for me and for uh, for me and Gano. You know, I got guest stars all over the place. So you, know, <laughs> you on stage, I ain't heard it in about four or five years. 
But Gano, this is my my man. Every time I see him, he just start laughing because he know it's a it's a chance. He may be we may be in church or something, and I'd be like, man, spit that. So this piece right here really means a lot to me. I haven't heard it in a while, and if I can catch him down here in Atlanta, I'm gonna record it and put it on put it on a track. You know what I'm saying? So come on, Darius, get up off of it, cause see this was the, and what made me remember that was Gano was like, yeah, Darius is precarious, and you were trying to rhyme. I was like, man, you gotta be careful. This dude is nasty. So, <laughs> come on, Darius, let us come on, come uh, come on, let me get that. Oh man, I mean, which one you want? I mean, I haven't done it in a while, so I mean, I, I'm gonna try my best. So yeah, I like when they humbly say that right there, and they start killing it. You know, I, you know, we already. Mm-hmm. Ready. <laughs> oh man, um, wow. Uh, see which one can I do? I want the one about the woman. You know, the one I like when you're talking to that sister. <laughs> Wow, okay, that one, that one, okay. Um wow. You talking about love uh love my rhythm? Is that I think I think that's what it is. That might be it. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Come on. <laughs> oh man, um oh, God. how does that start off? I cannot remember that with nothing, coach. Well, give me some well, give me something fly then. Give me something fly right now that that comes to the top of the head that you think is that um is suited for the night show. That's suited for the night show. Yeah, that you got something fresh. Right. You got something that that you're ready with right now. That's polished up. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. It ain't it ain't it ain't polished up, but I'm gonna try my best with it. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. If I could. Ask one question. The question would be, are we niggas? See, we started off a long time ago as morals. So now we come across the board and we have changed names. And have the chains really gone or are they still the same? See, we ask questions, but do we really want the answer? Or are we just playing around like procrastinators trying to be like the Panthers? Or maybe we just want to be jaffing, laughing along, keep joking around, me and you. Remember when I told you what the HBCU stood for? Historically, buffoonery clowns and uniforms. That's all I got. Right on, brother. Thank you for sharing that, man. Right on. Thanks. It's awesome, baby! Oh, yeah, next time I talk to you, I expect that to be all polished up and pull that may back out and drop the top down. <laughs> I got you, Coach. All right, Lord, I'm going to holler at you in a minute. You want to give a shout-out to your school? You, uh, 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 give a shout-out to your class, man. Give them a shout-out. All right, cool. Shout-out to Turner Points Academy, West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, you know, uh, shout-out to my sixth graders, my seventh graders. You know, hopefully they did the best that they could on the standardized test scores that we had down here last week. And, um, you know, hopefully all the students everywhere, you know, is, you know, not really um, using a standardized test score to really test your intelligence because we all have multiple intelligence that are beyond, um, you know, what is the answer as far as A, B, C, or finding X and everything like that, you know. So shout out to everybody, you know, all the students and all the teachers who are taking time to enlighten students to become the best that they can be to as well. That's right. 
Ashe. This is a dream come true. Ashe, Lord. I'm going to holler at you. Peace. All right. Peace. Peace, King. Ooh, Gano, you got my lines lit up tonight, man. Look at that energy All right. over here. That's Shango. We got one more caller, and I'm going to let you get up out of here, Lord. Caller from the 336. This dude right here, we call him Baby Wolf. <laughs> A dream come true. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Coach, how you doing, Lord? It's all good, man. What's up with you? Hey, man, all is well, man. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, snap, snapping and clapping and, and, and loving this universal energy. Peace, brother Gano. How you doing? Peace, King. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, all is well, man. All is well, man. You, you know, uh, yeah, I came on the show a little late, um, but you best believe. Uh, coach, I, I didn't get the whole gist of the show, so I'm going to have to listen to the archives. But the one thing that, that I am going to commit myself to tonight is no person for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, because what's really interesting is that you know, as coach, you know, you know, you know, you know me, and you know, you know, cursing for me comes out my tongue and my mouth so eloquently. Uh, you know, it it it, uh, it, it makes you miss the eyes. However, um, my queen's mother, she was like, um, I can't have my future son-in-law cursing, and so you know, I had to be real cognizant of of the words that are coming out of my mouth because, like you said, you know, we you know we know the thoughts of things and and the power, the words that roll out the power of the tongue are very very prominent, so in order for me to attract better energy, you know, and listening, you know, because I'm always a student, and I'm ignorant on fire, so in learning what, you know, the science of, of the profanity, you know, I will make a commitment to myself to, to chill out and, and to wean myself off of it. Maybe I need some particulars for stopping cursing. Big shouts out to yeah. Dr. Nardi and some commentary up in the building. Yeah. They're going to be in Greensboro on Saturday, man. It's going to be a hot weekend. Greensboro with oh, some commentary, yeah. Hustle University down here in Atlanta. And then we got um, Gano, the May Miracles on the 5th over there by the Barclays Center. So, you know, it's action-packed all up and down the East Coast. We encourage everybody to make sure they get in as soon as they can fit in. Put your feet in the seat. That's what I got to say about that. No doubt, and brother Gano, I, I just I just want to commend you, brother, on uh, on on your energy, brother. I I'm, I feel you all the way down here in North Carolina, um, and I just want to thank you for uh, for just for blessing for blessing and and getting the opportunity to hear you tonight. Oh man, it's it's a it's a blessing for me to be here, man. And you out there in North Carolina, you with the Blue Mountains, and and you out there in the land of Ty Bro, man, with uh, Doctor Mitchell Gibson and his wife Kathy Gibson. You want a great, you want a great energy grid out there, man. Oh yes, sir. Please believe, it. please believe, it, man. Absolutely, so, man. Um, you know, uh, you know, I definitely look forward to coming up to uh, NYC and and, uh, and and building with you one of these days, brother. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, I'm on Facebook, man. Just reach out and and holler at me, man, and um, I look forward to meeting you, brother. No doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt, man. So, um, you know, peace, peace, King. Uh, be easy out here, man, and, uh, and and keep keep doing the the work, the work uh, that that the Most High garnered you to do in this lifetime. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Peace, King. Peace. Yeah, peace, uh, folks. Hey, peace, peace, peace. Gano, we gotta make sure. Um, 
Mr. Make It Happen, he got a radio station too called Real Sex Talk. It's a real adult conversations on Wednesday nights, like after 11 yeah. o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to link y'all on the back end so you can okay. get up. You know what I'm saying? Because even the adults, you know, sometimes it's like a real taboo subject to think that somebody who's practicing mysticism, you know, he don't get aroused or he don't like to get his swerve on with a young lady. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to try to bridge. No, we don't try. We are bridging the gap between, you know, some of these taboo subjects of, you know, sex. And and I guess that could be a good question right there for, for you tonight. Your last question would be, you know, as, as a practicing, you know, and an ascending mystic on the path yourself, you know, how does sex play in? You know what I'm saying? How does sex play in? People are like, oh, well, do I have to be... Uh, do I have to put on a vow of chastity, or you know, no more sex because I wanna, uh, because I wanna be a mystic, or because I wanna use the velvet flame? How would you answer that? <laughs> you know what, brother? I'm gonna end this show with something that might make a lot of jaws drop, um, and I'm gonna put it out there because I have nothing to hide. Um, well, in terms in terms of sex, there, there there is a responsibility that does come with. The act of sex. I, I would like to think that if you are participating in that action, that it is an act of love, of making love, and not just the irresponsible dalliance of physical gratification that has no empowering uh, constitution to it. You dig? So I would like to say that, first of all, I have been celibate and non sexual for over a year. It's been maybe 14 months. And it is by choice, and the energy of that has produced um, quite a bit. But even more than that, uh, in order for us to, I could just use the analogous of saying that if you are going to put on a very white, pristine suit and go to the best affair that's out there, and you're going to um, hang out with the president, and you have uh, you go into an all-white affair, and you have on white beautiful shoes and a beautiful white suit and everything is pristine and you're going into a white limousine to hang out with the president and the first lady, um, would you allow any soil or any dirt to get on that white suit? Oh, no. No, 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 no. We ain't going for that. Okay. Would you also, in the presence of the man who runs the country, someone that you really revere and respect, uh, would you use profanity in front of him or explicatives, the four-letter words? No, it wouldn't happen. Okay. So you have to apply this, applicate this to yourself in that if you are serious about stepping up your game on all levels, like Doc used to say, uh, you have to be all right or not right at all. One of the big tricks that's been played on us is in the, is in the verbiage of, Nobody's perfect. The problem with that is this. There are many states that are beyond perfection, but because the axiom is so prevalent that nobody's perfect, oh, no, nobody's perfect, I'm only human, I'm just a man, then we devolve into whatever the definition of that is. And no one is striving for perfection and no one is definitely, well, not no one, but there's not a lot of people that are even aware that there are states beyond perfection. So if you are look at, looking at yourself as the 
being that is on his way to, you know, um, exchange energies with the president or a king or someone that you really, really regale. And you would not present yourself as a guttural um, person who cannot communicate himself without using explicatives, then you might want to practice not using those those words because it does say a lot about you and your inability to accurately convey what you wish without the uh, the chaos of that. And you also wouldn't want to dirty up your suit, which is your body, by integrating it with certain lower energies. So a lot of these young men that are having sex with these women and they, they think it's a conquest and oh, I'm going to smash that son, I'm going to do this, do it. you know, there's a lot of negative things that come with that. And you're held accountable and responsible for the actions of what you're doing. Not only that, but you are potentially taking on that person's baggage when you interchange these fluids with these people that you are having sex with. So you have to think about it from that standpoint. And you have your own karma that you have to deal with as an individual. You don't really want to be mixing up um, your good deeds with someone else's negative karma because that's exactly what happens when you're just on this wild sexual balances. So I think we need to be re-educated about the responsibilities of sex. And if you are going to engage in that, then it needs to be with someone that you are committed to. It needs to be with someone that has um, good energy and someone that you could build with. And, you know, like in the Bible, it says once you go in unto somebody, that is your wife. Um, so there's a lot to that. And I definitely believe that um, in the holistics of that uh, the higher attributes and benefits of of responsible sexual relationship. Does that answer your question? More than answered. That right there was uh, simply marvelous. You know what I'm saying? Simply marvelous on how you went in on that one. I'm over here trying to get over to my joints. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. Yeah, I mean, tonight has been phenomenal. It's been an eye-opener. Uh, your first show out the box, man, you came over here and premiered, and, you know, you did the dang on thing. So, you know, we definitely um, look forward to a large turnout this weekend for the whole month of May. We want all the Tarses up in the building. And uh, I just want everybody to get up on their feet for my man Gano. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, this before I leave and exit the building and get back on the mothership and uh, go back up to the higher planes. I just want to acknowledge a couple of folk. I want to shout out Casildra Wallace, Keisha Gibson. Uh, I want to shout out Liz Barati, my uh, co-defendant, uh, if you will. You know, not on the bad side of things. Um, Sister Owatif Mabry, all of my, um, you know, brother Cleco. I think I shouted him out before, and, you know, just peace and love and light to everyone who's on the path of enlightenment. There's nothing greater than the pursuance and the, uh, you know, than the enlightenment. There's no Oscar, Grammy, billion-dollar check, or Bugatti that's worth more than having an enlightened soul inside of your physical body because you can't take any of those things with you to the higher planes, but what you can take 
is the work that you do on yourself and the light that you put in your soul by being good and doing good on this plane of reality. And that's what it is. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, w- I went and found the other actor that I told you I wanted to throw in there. He's one of my personal favorites, and when I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, snap, Mr. Okay. Mr. Bill Duke. Mr. Bill Duke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill Duke is an OG, man. Absolutely. He's not only a director, man, but he's an actor. He's been around for a long time. Right, right. He may be the one that may have to put this thing together behind the camera there, you know, with a, with a couple of cameos in front. We're going to let him in... Um, we're going to let, let him and Denzel thumb wrestle it out to see who's going to be behind the camera. They may have to do it together. Yeah, well, well, listen, man, if anybody can make it happen, man, it's Mr. Bill Duke, brother. He can bring Denzel and Forrest and everybody together, man, straight like that. That's what's up. Big shouts out, uh, www.billduke.com. Billduke.com. You heard it here first, Coach K Radio. I'm co-signing on billduke.com. He got some amazing stuff over there, you know what I'm saying? And, Bill, if you're listening or if your PR person is listening, you know, I'm at your service. You just let me know what I can do for you. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? So me, me and my whole team success, and I do have a Navy SEAL squad. We are ready. We suited and booted, and we ain't got to get ready because we stay ready. So, look, Gano, I know you're going to be on um, KTL Media, you know, tomorrow night. So, you know, let everybody you want to give a shout-out to um, – to uh to KTL and and where people can catch you at the because them boys they may be asking a whole other set of questions. Yeah, man. Well, you know the, the blue pills they, they they know I'll be over there and you know they have a, they have their own audience. Just go to Blog Talk and type up KTL and uh, or come to my Facebook page and check out the link. The link will be up and running by uh, tomorrow on my page. And um, you know that's going to be a good show as well. And this is a great show, Kahe, and thank you so much for for having me in your world, man. That's what's up, Lord. We got we're gonna um, we're gonna take it out with some um, you know some true school uh, hip hop. I don't even uh, I don't have the I got some I, I got some heat over here myself, you know. But or I might just take them out. You know what? I'm gonna take them out with what I may call hip hop. But this is my this is a hip hop group who hiding out as an R and B group, Floetry. You know, we brought it in with Say Yes, and I believe that was the theme for tonight. People need to really say yes to coming out and be in attendance to the May Miracles show. I mean, uh, the workshop slash festival slash, you know, series. So that's what I want to take it out tonight. Gano Grills, I really appreciate you, brother, for coming out. Uh, I had an amazing time. I'm going to catch you on the flip side. Thanks, King. Peace to everybody. and. Catch you on the next dimension, man. Peace. Peace.
to free yourself from the diseases that run in your family? How about those mood swings, body pains, and food sensitivities? Join us in Greensboro, North Carolina on Saturday, May 4, 2013 from 10 o'clock in the morning till 4 p.m. at the Gateway University Joint School of Nanoscience and Nanoengineering to learn about the 12 steps to healthy longevity. For more information about this event, contact 
Symptometry of North Carolina at 336-456-9183 or look for information on the Symptometry.com website. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry